Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, our greatest, greatest responsibility, responsibility is to, to serve, serve our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. But we are concerned about the trouble and trying to be responsible one side of news stories plaguing our country. Plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. 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 Hey there, fellow wisdom seekers. How are you? Welcome to the Brave New World Order podcast. Straight out the dungeons of podcasting. I am Brandon St. One, and I want to thank you so much for joining me. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are staying positive out there. It is the summertime, and I hope you're getting outside and just doing whatever it is you do to maintain a positive mindset despite all the turmoil and all the crazy stuff that's going on out there. Because there is a bunch, and we're going to jump into a few things that are going on currently. I have some clips for you to listen to. But before I do that, if you could just take a second to subscribe and follow the Brave New World Auto podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, that would be just wonderful. It would be wonderful for me, and I thank you so much, but also for you so that you can see when new episodes of the Brave New World Auto podcast are dropping. And you could also... Share this with somebody. If you really like the Brave New World Order podcast and you want to spread the word, that would be great. You can share it with your friends, your family, whoever. Some rando on the street, a random internet address, a Gmail account, whatever. Send the link off. I'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. And if you really want to help out the Brave New World Order podcast and help independent, creative people like me grow and build this show you can click the link in the show notes below and help support and i would be forever grateful for that i really would but it's really just about being here joining me on my journey dissecting this reality trying to figure out what's really going on here acquiring as much knowledge and wisdom as possible and applying that wisdom and knowledge whenever necessary so thank you so much and we're going to jump into 
The first thing I have, which is the CSRQSM social credit management system that Gideon, Bill Sweet of Oculum Labs have been warning about. There's a new interview with Gideon that I have for you to listen to. And before I get to that, I just want to talk about OculumLabs.com, which is no longer in existence. And they've been shut down. And Bill Sweet has been posting on a, another platform called JustPaste.it. I don't know. He's been posting his Intel drops and other stuff on there. And I'll post all the links that I have for you. So you can go check out these videos since this is just an audio only. And you can listen to this as you drive and work and wherever. Work out. All that good stuff. So let's get into this interview with Gideon. Take a listen. Was 
told the people who attacked us, who believed the lies about us, they ended up siding with the pedophile. It's just too easy for the cabal to win. The public is too dumbed down. The public is too brain dead. Gatekeepers are controlling the information. The truth seekers are confused and easily duped. There just isn't any time left to stop this. I used to believe we had a chance. I no longer believe that. Because it was too easy for the cabal to discredit us. And many people abandoned us. Otherwise, and over what some pedophile agents made up out of thin air. It is that easy for them to win this battle. They're going to win all the other battles because the public just isn't smart enough or prepared enough. The gatekeepers are in control. The gatekeepers and the alternative media are in control. So what we are going to do is refocus our efforts on the people who can't believe us, and who can't stand by us, and who can see through the discrediting campaign. We can't win when there are hundreds and thousands of agents working day and night to discredit us and produce lies, and the public just believes whatever these pedophiles say. It's too difficult to win that battle. We're too far down the line. We're too close to the end of the game. We have to start thinking about finding a core group of people we can trust to fight back after this happens. Because there is no stopping this. The public just isn't awake enough. Even the people who are awake are prepared for what's coming. They don't understand it. They think that having some guns will stop military crowds that are 20 or 30 years ahead of our current technology. This is where we stand right now, and we're not going to back down. We're not going to give up. But we also are realistic. We aren't naive. We don't believe in false hopes. We don't pretend and tell ourselves that we're winning when we're not. The reason the cabal is so powerful is because they are disciplined. They are dedicated to their cause. They look multiple steps ahead. We have to be as smart as them, but we're not right now. Too many people are distracted by gatekeepers. Too many people are following the people who the cabal controls. And those are the people who are supposedly awake. What about the billions of people who are completely brainwashed? This is a battle, an uphill battle, and we're not winning it right now. We need to accept that. And now we need to focus on how to save ourselves and the small corner of the people who support us and who actually understand that what we are saying is true, is confirmed every day by things that are in the media that show the CSR chair is going to happen and it's going to be brought online soon. So Gideon, once again, warning about all this CSRQ, digital, social, credit score, all that crazy stuff. 
which all the signs point to this. And a lot of people have been warning about all this stuff in the past. So we have to definitely keep it in our minds. I don't know what is really going on here. I don't know who this Gideon guy is. I don't know who Bill Sweet is as well. I would love to talk to him and ask him what's really going on. I follow him on Twitter and all that good stuff. But, you know, I'm just keeping an eye on it because it's out there. I really kind of missed the Guardians of the Looking Glass stuff that was going on with the artifact, ancient artifact, and I feel like that just went away and led us to this. So I don't know what is really going on, but it's out there, and I love to just talk about conspiracies and wacky things that are out there. And I'm not saying this is one of those wacky things because it's a lot of the stuff that Gideon says is on point. That's what I'm going to say. So take it for what you want. Think about it. Do your own research. Look at the media and what they're talking about out there. He's definitely right. So I just want you to just be cautious, though. Don't go giving anybody all your money or anything who says they're going to save you. That's all. And they haven't asked for money. They haven't asked for any of that stuff. So it's out there. Pay attention to it. I'll post the links. And I respect this stuff if this is true. Because if these are really whistleblowers, then they're really putting their lives on the line. So we can't discredit everything because once in a while... Somebody might come along who's really trying to help us. And if we just shut them down, then that's going to be, that's just bad for us. So just keep an open mind, right? That's what I'm saying. So CSRQ, Gideon, that's pretty interesting stuff. And what happened with Oculum Labs is the web server got shut down where he hosts his um, website, the Oculum Labs. I don't know who was the host, but they decided to just not let him be on there anymore so if that's true that's fucked up too so we have to just look at this stuff use our minds see what's really going on this Gideon character definitely touches on all of the fears that conspiracy theorists have about a lot of different things so that you have to you know be aware of that as well and that's what happened with the Q phenomena too but this guy's just all over Q and all the and he he shits all over people who get all riled up and, you know, corralled into the group thing as well. Because it happens all over. It doesn't just happen on the left. So we can't just say all liberals get, you know, get duped. It happens to everyone. All sides. So we have to be hyper aware and hyper vigilant about all this stuff. So I just hope that you enjoy the coverage of all this stuff. That's really what it's about. It's out there, not a lot of people talking about it. So, here I am, just talking about it. And we all know, especially from the clip at the beginning of this episode, the Threat to Our Democracy clip that's going around, that's been around, actually, and you can see the manipulation and how the media, they just say that it's Operation Mockingbird. If you don't know Operation Mockingbird, you should definitely look into that. Maybe I'll do an episode of that in the future. There's only so many things I can do episodes on. I'd love to do an episode on that, though. It's awesome. Operation Mockingbird was the uh, government using the media and repetition to control people and to brainwash people. It's called Operation Mockingbird. Look it up. It's awesome. It's interesting. It's not awesome. It's interesting that it's out there and that people are so, so brainwashed that if someone like me who just asks questions says things, and it's out there. It's verified. It's uh, declassified. So it, it's out there. But people don't even want to take the time. It's just, you know, willful ignorance. 
And that's just the way it is. So you can see the manipulation that's done by the media. And anybody who thinks otherwise is just kidding themselves. So do your own research. And I was rambling a little bit. But let's get back on topic. Let's get back to the show instead of a rant. And what I have next is... Let's look at some monkeypox vaccine stuff, huh? So I got a news clip that came out of Boston Local News, which is around where I am. So I found it interesting, and it is people that got vaccinated with monkeypox. And take a listen to what this news story is saying. And it's interesting. This stuff gets out on local news stations. They put it out there, but it doesn't make national headlines. So they're like, oh, we're telling you, but you're just not paying attention. We're telling you everything. It's your fault that you didn't do anything about it. That's how these people work. Take a listen. I got a shot and I was infected a few weeks later. The lesion ended up getting bigger and worse. More men now coming forward saying they still got monkeypox even after their first vaccine dose. Even though my case was mild, it was still, you know, uh, very painful. A week after his first shot, lesions appeared on his body. Because of the long uh, incubation period, uh, you know, it's totally possible that I already, you know, were infected. Um, but, you know, you, you, you don't know. When you get vaccinated for monkeypox, you have to give this time for the antibodies to form. Dr. Carlton Thomas answers monkeypox questions on his social media and says there's a sliding scale of protection. Waiting at least two to three weeks after your first shot is eh, it's good. Uh, waiting three to four weeks after your first shot is better. Two weeks after your second shot is the best. Today, the FDA gave emergency use authorization, allowing doctors to deliver one-fifth of the dose under the skin instead of into the muscle. Experts say the new method is just as effective. So it's a dramatic uh, finding because we're getting the same amount of antibodies with one-fifth of the dose. But the FDA change was based on a single study, making patients who still got the disease after vaccination worried, saying simply, we need more supply. I would have concerns about, you know, how effective it is just because of the lack of, you know, lack of evidence. We have the vaccines in the world. We have the antivirals approved by the FDA and ready to go and scalable. We don't even know where the current antibody levels are standing with people with the uh, subcutaneous injections. I think we need a lot more data overall. Sean Chayabot, WCVB News Center 5. So people who are getting monkeypox vaccinations are getting monkeypox like right after, it seems, or a few weeks after, whatever it is. So this is another thing where they're pushing a vaccine and it doesn't work or it's causing illness and they don't care. And then you got the people on there saying, oh, wait two, three weeks or wait longer for the antibodies to really kick in, which is hilarious too, because what do they wait in two to three weeks? Like, you gotta wait two to three weeks or longer to have like a gay orgy. Like, I just don't understand what is going on with all this stuff and nobody is making any sense. Crazy, right? But um, we're the crazy ones just for asking questions about all this. So why don't we just keep moving on to the next thing I have, which is out of Australia. Shout out to all my Australian listeners out there. Crazy stuff going on there. I'd love to hear from you what your thoughts are. Because, you know, the information we get here is probably limited. It's probably very hard to find. 
I try to find a few, follow a few people and try to get as much information as I can out of different countries. You know, lots of crazy stuff going on in Canada. Shout out to you in Canada too. But I got this news story out of Perth, Australia about the true COVID deaths. So take a listen to this and let me know what you think about this one. We have a COVID bombshell tonight with figures revealing the true number of deaths is much lower than feared. Just 10% of WA lives claimed have been from the virus alone. 30 new beds in a modular ward at Rockingham Hospital at a time they're desperately needed. This is designed to uh, provide additional beds uh, to alleviate pressure on the hospital system. That pressure is at boiling point and COVID isn't helping. Overcrowding is, is the overwhelmingly dominant theme in all our emergency departments. But new figures obtained by WA Today show the virus hasn't been as deadly as once feared. In the state's first six months of Omicron, there were 192 deaths from 902,000 cases, only 18 of them caused by COVID alone. In 49 deaths, the virus led to fatal complications such as pneumonia, 31 were coupled with pre-existing conditions, and the majority were a combination of all three. Only half the government's death tally can be attributed to the virus. It's very difficult to differentiate between with and for. If someone has a range of comorbidities and uh, chronic conditions, it's very difficult to determine whether it's uh, the, the actual cause of death. Experts crediting our high level of vaccination. I think if you look back to the, the case fatality rate back in eastern uh, the eastern states in Victoria and uh, New South Wales before the vaccination rates, it was about 3%, and that would equate to about 150 deaths a day. Also rare, the use of ventilators, a common sight early in the pandemic. It is just a tipping point on top of multiple other chronic issues. It's rare that it's hitting people who have nothing else. Louise Rennie, Nine News. So more of what we all been speculating from like two years ago about the numbers being fudged. They've been doing it all along. Everybody knows it. Nobody wants to own up to it. Nobody wants to accept it. But it seems to be the truth. So shout out to Australia. That was out of Perth. And um, what else do I got? I'm just moving along here. I got a bunch of stuff that I collected and I just want to get out there. I have... Uh, what else? Since we're on vaccines, why don't we take a listen to... Because we have to not forget how certain people were treated throughout the pandemic with the vaccines and how people lost their jobs. And not just, you know, people were looked at a certain way. And that's whatever. I'm talking about the people who lost their livelihoods and because they decided they didn't want to get an experimental medical procedure done to them without all the data out. And they were laughed at. And they were scoffed at and they will run out of town, run out of their jobs. So I don't want to forget how certain people were treated. So I want to listen to this clip and just not forget the people that are out there that are shame. And these people have the biggest platforms in the world. And we can't forget and we can't let them forget that we know who they really are. So take a listen. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. I know that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're... That's... I mean, we... 
These people are maniacs, and they got a whole crowd and a bunch of people at home on TV clapping and cheering for rest in peace, you wheezy, unvaccinated monster. That's crazy talk, and I just don't want to forget these people. I came across that clip, so I just wanted to take a moment to just say we will never forget how we were treated and how certain people were treated, especially those who lost their jobs and their livelihoods and us that were laughed at. And all that good stuff. So let's not forget. Let's laugh at them. As they take more shots and keep getting sick. We can laugh at them now, can't we? No. I'll still... Anyone who wants to, you know, open their eyes finally and say, I was wrong, I welcome that. But these people who just keep going, doubling down. Yeah, we can laugh at them. We can definitely, definitely laugh at them. Laugh at them as much as possible. So, I also have a clip from a crazy lady because I see what's going on around, especially in the United States, probably in Europe and probably in Australia as well, with the normalization of certain behaviors with children. And I think it's messed up how they have people. I know people that I would normally talk to about this stuff who wouldn't go along with it, but they have definitely done a number on their psyches and all of a sudden they have them championing for some certain behaviors around kids and certain things. So I think this is leading somewhere, especially when you hear this clip. Hi folks, my name is Miranda. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and sex therapist in Erie, Pennsylvania. And today I wanna to talk about minor attracted persons. And I want to talk about minor attracted persons because they are probably the most vilified population of folks in our culture. And most folks are making incorrect assumptions about them without actually knowing much about them. And those assumptions create harm for an already marginalized population. You may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons, sometimes abbreviated to MAPS, instead of the more commonly used term pedophile. And I'm doing this because the term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult that we hurl at people in order to harm them or slander them. I also prefer person-first language that recognizes that any label we might apply to a person is only part of who they are and doesn't represent everything that they are. We are all people first with many different facets or parts of ourselves. And this includes folks who are attracted to minors. So to start with, let's talk about what a minor attracted person is or who they are. This term simply means that the person has an enduring sexual or romantic attraction to minors. They've not chosen this attraction just as the rest of us have not chosen whatever our attraction is. You don't get to choose to be heterosexual or to be gay or, or whatever you are. And you don't get to choose to be a minor attracted person. Some minor attracted persons are attracted to a specific age range of minors while some are not. And some minor attracted persons are exclusively attracted to minors and are not attracted to adults at all. Some minor attracted persons are also attracted to adults. All right, that's enough of that, right? 
that's hard to listen to, but I think we should all take a listen to what's really going on and what's being pushed out there by licensed medical professionals. I mean, what's next, really? Where is this going? This is crazy. What's next? They didn't choose to be this way. What, what's next? Rapists, murderers, kidnappers. They didn't mean, they didn't choose to want to kidnap. It just was an urge they had, and we have to be respectful of that. What the fuck is going on, really? Seriously. So I find these things on the internet, and I just want to talk about about them. I want to spread it like as if I look at this as if I was hanging out with my friends, and I was like, look at this shit that's going on in the world. And this is what I would do. I would share. I mean, I probably wouldn't collect a bunch of clips and bust them out and fucking hold them hostage verbally with all my shit that I'm talking about. But I've always been the type of person that when I find something interesting, I like to talk about it. So here you go. You take that for what you will. If you agree with that lady, then maybe you should just definitely unsubscribe to the Brave New World Order podcast. Definitely don't ever click on this ever again. If you think that lady is, I don't know, on the right is if is right, is correct, then I definitely don't think you belong here. This show is not for you. So I think we all kind of see what's going on out there. I do. They're normalizing stuff. They're going after the kids. And if you say it, then you're crazy. And you're a Republican, right-wing, ultra-maga type of person, which definitely not. They don't know anything. They don't know what to do with people like me. They all just right off the bat call you something they don't know anything so i um what else do i have going on i'm just curating a bunch of different stuff and spreading the word to you my lovely listeners i have one more clip from majid nawaz who was with del big tree i don't know if you know these guys i've talked about majid before i think he's awesome he's been around doing the good work spreading the word about lots of different things and here he is with Dell Big Tree and another person who's been doing great work throughout the past bunch of years about vaccines and different stuff. He and you know, censorship and all that types of stuff. He's great too. And I'll post this link in the show notes for you as well. And I definitely recommend you checking out more more of the stuff that they put out. So let's take a listen to this clip here because it's about censorship. And it's about where this is headed. And, you know, I'm just small potatoes. I just started this podcast, you know, probably like three or four months ago. And it's going pretty good. I'm enjoying connecting. And But, you know, I know I'm small potatoes right now. But they're going after anyone who asks questions. That's all I'm doing. I'm not spreading anything. I'm just finding what's out there. And I'm asking questions about it. But they, they don't want that. And this clip right here shows it. So take a listen to this. And definitely make up your mind about anything that I talk about on here as well. It's just me finding what's out there, talking about it. Check it out. The person that was chair of this committee in the World Health Organization before her was an American. He was Obama's information czar, Sunstein. Uh, S-U-N-S-T-E-I-N. That's him there. Cass yep. Sunstein, Obama's information czar. Now... But the interesting thing is what these people believe in. They say with their own words, they tell us what they believe in. So he's written a paper in which he spoke about the need to challenge conspiracy theorists and the government needs to do so. This is the paper. And in this paper, there's a very interesting word that he uses. Uh, one of the recommendations he makes right there at the bottom of the page you're looking at now is cognitive 
infiltration of the groups that produce conspiracy theories. Now, I believe, Del, that this is an incredibly sinister term. You can see in recommendations one and two, he talks about banning conspiracy theories and the government taxing, taxing or other financial otherwise imposing some kind of punitive measure on those who disseminate such theories. So already they've got the banning really quick, and the taxing. Before we, let, me, let me read it. Let me read it for people because it yep. was really quick. Let's read through just a couple sure. of these points really yep. quickly. So here's what yep. he wrote. Government might itself engage in counter speech, marshalling arguments to discredit conspiracy theories. Government might formally hire credible private parties to engage in counter speech. Government might engage in informal communication with such parties, encouraging them to help each instrument as a distinctive set of potential effects or costs and benefits. And there at the bottom, our main policy idea is that government should engage in cognitive infiltration of the groups that produce conspiracy theories, which involves a mix of three, four, and five. Uh, let's read the top. What can government do about conspiracy theories? Among the things it can do, what should it do? We can readily imagine a series of possible responses. Government might ban conspiracy theorizing. Government might impose some kind of tax, financial or otherwise, on those who disseminate such theories. I mean, so... Yeah, I mean, like just total control. This it's certainly not the, based on the Constitution and the, the dream of, of America. Yeah, they want to destroy anybody who asks questions. So we need to rise up and ask more questions. We need to spread the word. You could spread, you know, share this podcast with your friends, your family, anyone. Post it on Twitter. Do whatever you can to help spread the word of the Brave New World Order podcast. Spread this knowledge, this information out there. Because they're going to shut us down. They're going to want to destroy anybody. It says it. You heard that. They want to tax. They want to use psyops. And that's why we have to be careful with the information in, you know, what they call like the truth community or conspiracy theories. Because it says clearly right there that they will use information against us. So we have to be wary. And that's why when I talk about Gideon, CSRQ, and all that stuff, is that I'm very cautious. I'm not a naysayer. I'm not hating on anybody. But definitely be cautious about everything because they will infiltrate and they will fucking mind fuck everybody and get us fucking thinking this, that. We won't know what is going on. So you just have to stay true to yourself and trust your instincts and your intuition. That's the best thing that you can do for sure and stay positive. So I think that's all I got for today. I think I've got quite a good amount of information in this episode. And, I, you know, it's about a half hour. So I think I'm going to stop there and check in again later in the week with some more information that I got. And also check out my Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean if you're into that kind of stuff. It's pretty interesting. I put some music on there. Check those out too if you're looking for more spiritual guidance. Because that stuff, you can't just get into this all the time. And all this negative stuff and the black hole, the abyss that we can all sink down into pretty quick. So I try to post episodes that are also about some other stuff and some spiritual stuff as well so check those out and like i said subscribe to the show if you want to see when i post new episodes because i don't really have set days or anything like that right now i just kind of go when i want to do it kind of when i want to fire the mic up i just go with it so i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you really did i'd love to hear from you i'd love to you know, maybe see a review on Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, a like, all that good stuff. Share, follow. And if you really want to help out the Brave New World Order podcast and help independent alternative 
creative media. And you can click the link in the show notes below and help out. And I would be forever grateful for that. But it's not about that. It's about the journey. It's about you being here with me as we take a listen to these clips and try to dissect what's really going on in this reality. And I really appreciate it. But what I really like is connecting with you, my listeners. I really enjoy getting emails from you and hearing your thoughts about this podcast. So you can email me anytime, the Brave New World Order Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Brave NWO Podcast. And I'm not really on there much. I just like retweet some things. I post when I have a new episode. I like some things, but I'm not really an active social media person. So you can definitely hit me up on Twitter, though. But email is probably the best. So I'm going to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. So stay positive. Think for yourself. Question everything. And I will be back. Much love.